Yo, 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 it's CJ Today Slam from the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0, episode 27. Uh, share, like, subscribe. Hope you enjoy Upgraders. We keep it funky on this one. Um, hope all is well where you are, and I hope you are trying to upgrade America or whatever country you hail from. Shout out to you. Peace. with the lobbyists, fist pumping the shoddy up. You don't need to fear, I'm here to talk politics. I want my 40 acres, you can keep the mule, but I need 600 horses to drive my kids to school. Ooh. Hey, bars. Upgrade America. We're just here to share our thoughts. Got CJ the Day Slayer out there in Orlando on the ones and twos. You already know. I'm Cameron Ra. We're talking about Black Rock. Bitcoin and so much more. But how you doing on your side, bro? Good, man. Ready to jump in this episode. That's it. As simple as that, man. Good to see you, man. You know. Upgrade America. (laughs) Got the sign backwards. And we're about to just jump into it. Cool. So um BlackRock is joining forces with Coinbase to help institutional investors buy Bitcoin. You know who BlackRock is? Aren't they like a venture capitalist kind of company? Like, uh, I've heard of them before because they were buying up a bunch of, when I used to work for the Hilton, they were buying up, I think it was them. They were buying up Hiltons or something. They're buying up everything. They're yeah. one of the biggest asset management groups there in is. the world. Um, on another episode, we can discuss about how they're buying up all the, how do you say, residential real estate so everyone will rent for the rest of their life but that's another episode yeah. but yeah they manage more than 10 trillion dollars in assets to put mm-hmm. that into perspective that's more money than the federal government spends in, in a year and uh how blackrock fits into with the feds is that and where you may have heard about in 2020 the federal reserve hired blackrock to kind of help the bond market mm-hmm. so essentially you could consider BlackRock an arm of the Federal Reserve so just let that marinate right so BlackRock biggest asset management group 10 trillion and they, they work very closely with the Federal Reserves Coinbase you know who they are this is a, like a Bitcoin company right um, it's not a Bitcoin company it's a crypto exchange I mean, you oh. can buy Bitcoin on there you can buy Ethereum and other uh, cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. Kevin Durant, I believe he made a billion dollars off of the IPO because he was heavily vested in, in the stock. Okay. But um, together, they're going to help corporations buy boatloads of crypto. This is a real big deal because right now, in this phase of adaption, it's more or less people that are doing the purchasing, buying little $50 worth of Bitcoin here, mm-hmm. little pieces of Bitcoin there. Now we're talking about corporations, whales taking, making $50,000 purchases on the regular, taking Mm -hmm. entire coins off of the market. And this is going to be great for Bitcoin because of the scarcity. Ultimately, it it, uh, 
it increases the value, particularly as we go further into a recession, money's getting more inflated. It's great for adaption because the mm-hmm. people believe it, but now organizations are waking up to Bitcoin as well. And it's an incredible opportunity, particularly for the workforce, if employers are going to start allowing employees to buy Bitcoin with their 401ks and matching it. Um, a few more notes on BlackRock real quick. Yeah, they worked with the Federal Reserves in 2020 to help stabilize the market after the blip. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we mentioned that we want the federal government to purchase Bitcoin or back the dollar with Bitcoin to, to hedge the inflation and also to to make the, the dying dollar have some sort of value. Could this, could this be a BlackRock, this arm of the Federal Reserve, could this be a step in that direction? Well, you know, we always talk about Upgrade America, how we need private and public, well, private and government need to work together. So if that's the case, I just always think of, I I guess I get the big picture, but I always think of the everyday citizen, U.S. citizen, the everyday upgrader. How does that affect their life? Well, um, if the, it's a great question. Everyday upgrade, right? The everyday mm-hmm. citizen probably invests, saves their money in the 401k, Roth IRA, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. The blip, the economic turbulence that uh, came subsequently, wiped out a lot of that growth. Sure. If you're saving in dollars, more or less, I heard an interesting, I don't recall who, who said it specifically, but mm-hmm. the quote was that inflation is a tax on your savings. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. If you're saving, you got a, you got a, a million dollars in the bank right now, and God bless you if you do. I know, I know. Yeah. But like you got a million dollars in the bank, right? And inflation goes up, meaning that million dollars is worth ten percent less. That's a tax on your. That's that's a tax on your on your savings. Furthermore, okay. if you do have savings, and inflation nation. The prices on everything is going up, but wages are stagnating. Guess what you're doing? You're chipping into your your limited savings just to pay bills. Yeah. That's a tax on your savings. And so again, you ask how that how that helps the average citizen. You're saving years for years and years and years. You're working hard and you're saving your money, and then inflation nation mm-hmm. swipes it all. All those losses get wiped out. Mm-hmm. Shoot, that that's detrimental to the citizen. But if they have the opportunity to work years and years and years, mm-hmm. that Bitcoin, which historically has been experiencing three hundred percent growth, the average went down over last year. Let's say it. Let's knock it down to like two hundred percent growth. Like that's how it, it it affects the average citizen. Right now, the average citizen can probably get grab like every check hey let me put away twenty dollars let me put away fifty dollars but if that something change not only is it the employer is matching that right so then you put away fifty dollars employer gives fifty dollars now you're you're collectively buying a hundred dollars worth of bitcoin that's going to experience probably three hundred percent growth in 
next five years. So now your your retirement is not getting axed. It's not getting mutilated. It's not getting slaughtered. Uh, yeah. At the time there's fiscal mismanagement. It's growing. That's how it helps the citizen. That's just my dream on how it. I'm not saying that's what is going to occur. But would you buy Bitcoin with your 401k? Yeah, I buy some. I have no problem with that. Right on, right on. Um, the other question I'm curious about, well, not a question, just a thought, are like, should corporations also invest in commodities mm. for a 401k? Should that be a part of the investment? Um, now, I, I believe that is an option. I, I want to say it is an option. I'm just wondering. I, I, I briefly looked at the availability on what was there. I want to say that some commodities are, opt- are, are available, but I could be wrong. Any finance folks out there keep me honest. Word, yeah. That, that's just something I thought of. Like, if you're if you're really talking about investing in diversification, I would think you want commodities too, like commodities, um, like you said, crypto, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a thought. I like the commodities because as we mentioned, money gets, you can print money, money gets pulled out your butt, but oil can't get pulled and can't get manifested from thin air. Energy can't be manifested from thin air, cannot be created or destroyed, but like, Mm -hmm. these are things that have value in this emerging new world, not this, these silly paper dollars and whatever else, it's Bitcoin, energy, and commodities. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. What else we got? The Line Project and why megacities are the future. What do you think about megacities? Bro, I will talk for the next three hours about megacities. You brought this to my attention, and a shout out to my uh, my buddy Ed from Brooklyn. He brought this to my attention as well about this, the Line Project. Can you tell us briefly about this? Yeah, basically Saudi Arabia by a certain time, I don't remember what year they wanted to try to accomplish this. They're going to have entire city based in one line, like a vertical, what was it, like a vertical kind of situation? No. So it's like, there. that seemed to be some sort of error. Okay. Because that threw me off as well. They said vertical and it's 170 kilometers. That goes to freaking space. Horizontal. Yeah. Remember vertical bleep? Vertical leap. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah. That's yeah, what I was like. Not. I'm reading. I'm reading the. I'm reading the article. I watched the video too, and I'm like, no, horizontal. <laughs> vertical is that way. Horizontal is that way. So it was <laughs> okay. an error on the whoever wrote our uh, description. But my understanding is a 170 kilometer line that goes across like the desert in Saudi Arabia. It connects to a lot of. Uh, it's in a central tree or something along that nature but what's cool about it is like they have these little micro neighborhoods within it and just like the skyward initiative living closer together lowers the footprint um i like the concept considering where they're at like places like israel places like saudi arabia they have a lot of desert or harsh lands Uh i can kind of see stuff like that to tailor it based on their geography but I guess the question comes into play who can live there uh, what are the rules going to be like um, 
you know, Big Brother, you know, like Surveillance City, you know, like that comes without that comes without saying. Yeah, it's going to be a surveillance city. Any mega city is going to be yeah. a surveillance city. You're going to have Big Brother. It goes with the same notion of Disney World. Disney World is essentially it's a private city. Yeah. It's a private community. So just like they have rules and regulations that apply only within their jurisdiction, the same thing will be in these mega cities, but with a bit more assertion. I can <laughs> I'm just thinking of like everyday upgraders like ourselves. Okay, that gets built. What's the vetting process? Where are you put? Is it based on your family size? What if you get married and then have three kids? Like, how does that work? That transition, like stuff like this. Like, how does and these this... are things you have to consider? The Skyward Initiative is mm-hmm. straight up. It's like the base of it. The biggest part of, of the structure would be dedicated for the homeless and anyone who needs housing. Things to consider though, like what you said, if you have kids, if you have this, and then the expansion uh, of these families and whatnot, these are things they're gonna have to consider. With the line project, as, as this is, uh, you know, this is in progress, there needs to be discussion about who's going to be, uh, it can't just be some, how do you say, a haven for the elite. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while while other people are, are left out, it needs to be inclusive. And uh, I'm curious what the vetting project process is as well. Yeah, because you know, anytime you do these initiatives, the people that are already in that neighborhood or whatever get forced out, and then they, they become mm-hmm. homeless or they have to migrate. You know, yeah, gentrification. Which gentrification isn't all bad either if you do it responsibly. That's the key part. But it usually doesn't go that way. Now, but it, it seems like this, um, while this desert slice is near many ports of, uh, of, of travel, many centralized routes and whatnot, it seems it cuts through the mountains and stuff. So I don't believe they're infringing on anybody's, uh, I, I don't know, I didn't see the entire site, but it's like, yeah. it seems to be built along the mountains. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. As long as everyone is fairly compensated for eminent domain, needed then. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm thinking also. Okay. So the future of mega cities, like, where do you see that in the U.S.? Are Skyward. we? Well, I know Skyward, but I'm saying, like, are we? Are we gonna see that here? Yes, and I'm gonna tell you precisely why. Okay. Climate change is going to be one of the biggest reasons why civilizations are going to go to many cities. We take it for granted, we really don't consider. Just driving from one mile, how much energy it takes in, in a small town to go from point A to point B. When, if, if you consolidate resources, meaning your food is being grown on site, you don't have to burn energy to get your food just just to get your food to your to your table mm-hmm. like that's going to lower the footprint but another factor of why we're going to go to the mega cities and this is just i don't know this is no i don't have the data to support this okay yet, but the climate change i think it's some sort of precursor to a solar season. Mm. 
we've witnessed ice ages, meaning extreme lack of solar radiation on the planet. There's more complications than that. It's more complicated than that. But think we witnessed extreme cold. The planet has. We have the data to prove that. Yeah. I believe that we have been in like the quote-unquote solar fall or uh, a solar spring rather you had okay. your ice age you had your solar spring a warming and then we may be on the verge of a solar summer where i'm going with this with the mega cities is it could be in a solar summer going outside to the door to the how do you say to the grocery store could be deadly Mm, okay. Imagine, imagine temperatures two hundred degrees, more than that. Jeez. Going outside could be deadly. So you would need a mega city where it's you control the climate, you're indoors all the time, and your food's being grown indoors. So you don't have to do that. And that's kind of how I, I, I don't know. Could it be a, a could uh, the solar summer be part of what man's doing? Humanity's doing? Perhaps. If you want to look at another planetary example, like look at our neighbor, Venus. Venus is one of the. Did you know Venus is hotter than Mercury? No, I didn't know that. Mercury is closer to the sun than Venus is, but Venus is hotter because of their how their greenhouse gases are, are gone. It's like 600 freaking degrees. That blows your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto is uh Pluto gets hotter. Pluto's like on the butt end of the solar system. Yeah. Somehow I forget why, but it gets like it gets pretty freaking hot out there too. There's one part there's one part of Pluto that stays like cold, and then one side that's, that gets like pretty pretty hot. But yeah, Earth can do some crazy things that we're not prepared for, and it may dramatically shift how we live in the 21st century. Hmm. Skyward, that's the vision. Go skyward.org. I'll drop a link in the description. We're building a mega city from recycled plastic. I, I, I preach this all, all day. We're going to end homelessness, hunger, all that good stuff. Build it four miles high. But, cool. Cool. Um, What's next on the list? Yeah, what we got? Uh, DOJ charges four cops with Breonna Taylor's murder after the FBI arrest. Well, after FBI arrest. What do you think about this? You know we've covered this as Upgrade America, tragically, but we have covered this. Um, What's your thoughts on it now, what, two years it, later? It's slightly satisfying to see some action taken. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned two years later. However, when you consider the federal government, they are very thorough, meaning they will take their time they will collect their evidence and when they are confident they can build a case on you they will strike they're not going to waste their time oh we're going to rush in preemptively and uh, we'll see if we can make something stick no 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 they are very certain they can uh, they can make something stick so the charge for officers i'm not familiar with a female who was charged i don't recall her role in uh, in, in the murder mm-hmm. but um i am glad to see a, a sense of justice being being taken. I, I it, but at the same time, nothing matters until we hear the verdict. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw. I, I was kind of surprised because not like I've forgotten about it, but it's just one of those things. You bring up the name like Sandra Bland, 
all these it's just this thing where we keep the name alive but what's going on behind the scenes and then to yeah. see boom oh okay wow this is happening all right um now i'm gonna throw on i'm gonna throw on some uh alternative theories here and remember this these are thought exercises and speculation and uh just what we're thinking we're just sharing what you fellow up really entertaining it is a part of me feels and i would say the fbi cia shout out to all you shout out. <laughs> I, I, really I would say really they're fairly i would say they're fairly uh apolitical correct I'd but, like to view them in the same realm as the uh, Department of Defense, the military. Okay. But you know there are operators within both sides, but please continue. So, I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at what is August, midterm elections are coming. <laughs> ah, I see, I see, I see. Just saying. Mm, well, interesting well, please, timing. I like your theory. And here's the thing, though. We supported and we both bashed the Supreme Court. But is that who, that's who's going to handle this trial, right? Yeah, I think it'd be, was it DOJ and... Uh... Yeah, Department of Justice. Yeah. But it was like the Supreme Court. <sighs> they have recently exhibited far, I don't want to say far right, right leaning, uh, how do you say, what's a fancy word for like a decision? They made uh, decisions that were like very right. They're, they're inclined to uh, go a little ruling. more conservative. Yeah. <laughs> conservative Rule, ruling. Yes. That's yes. what they, they, they had recently, they had some very conservative ruling. So it's like, how do you think this is it a conservative is it a, a Republican majority Supreme Court? I think I want to say yeah. How do you think they're going to handle this? I'll be very curious to see because at the same token they can do what they want. They're the highest court in the land. Yeah, but... Roe versus Wade the, the redaction of that was very wow. So and... I'm curious how so I'm looking at it too. It's a other. It's a couple other things I'm gonna tie into this. But the one thing I will say is because of Roe versus Wade, how big that's been. The the like spotlight is on Supreme Court justice probably more than any other time, right? So in the one sense, yeah, they can vote to let these cops get off. But you already did this one thing that polarized America, like right down the middle. Yo, Breonna Taylor was a very yes. pivotal moment in this struggle for, for yeah. justice. You would want to lean favorably on this one. You would want to to set a precedent to stop bringing this kind of heat on law enforcement and the justice system. You would think, right? Um, I think the other factor, too, from a Democratic standpoint, mm -hmm. black voters are, like, done with the motherfucker. They're like, yo, y'all ain't promising nothing tangible, nothing real. <laughs> y'all are just talking shit. We know election season's coming up. You're doing all this symbolic shit all of a sudden. Let's keep it real. Like, you're still <laughs> not talking about policy. What are you doing 
policy-wise that we've been requesting, asking for, what are you doing? Black people fed up. They're like, yo, they know Republicans ain't necessarily in their favor, but they will yes. at least now look at it or just withhold their vote in general. And say what you want about the, you know, about the former president. Republicans seem to get stuff done. And it's like, um, if you can gain that favor, sure, why not? I'm going to ask you again. I know we're, we're very independent. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you were to run for office and you had to do the quote-unquote Donald Trump route, which party would you infiltrate and comfort <laughs> and bend to your will? Democratic. If you're if you're talking about what you described, Democratic. Absolutely. Like, really? no question. Yeah. Now, why do you think that you look, is it a matter of ease, values, or... What do you think? I'm going to be honest. I'm a black man in America, Democratic, mm-hmm. right? They tend to be for the people, ethnic, especially mm-hmm. ethnic, right? I'm going to go that way because that's kind of easy. It's an easy way in. Then when I get in, then change the culture. Like, nah, you know what? Yeah, I'm Democratic, but I actually agree with them on this. Or... We're we're gonna fight and we're gonna get this shit done. We're not gonna just uh all this, you know, flowery language. No, we're gonna get shit done too. So let me ask you about that gentleman, uh, and I don't recall his name. Mm-hmm. The gentleman, uh, black gentleman running Republican. Mm-hmm. What how do you view his strategy? That is uh you gotta try everything to see what works. So I, I, I have no problem with it. I haven't followed up on it. Is he out of... Uh, Alabama? Was it Louisiana? Louisiana? I feel yeah. like it's I feel like it's one out of Louisiana and one out of somewhere else. And Georgia, maybe two. I don't remember. All I know is their ads are very interesting and very captivating. And I thought that was an interesting approach. Um, you can go to Republican route. I mean, we we I think we've discussed this. If you talk to average black folks, they're more leaning Republican, even though they might vote Democratic. Uh, I think my Republican so values lie uh, uh, align with the Second Amendment. I, I I like that about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, I do. I'm purple because I'm I'm in between. There are democratic values that I like, but I don't want to be like, "Ha! I took your party over now. I'm fighting you guys because my values are so different." With I'm not for the socialists. Mm-hmm. And at the well, same time, um, the the whole GOP initiatives like we're big tobacco and big oil uh, and, and and all those i don't know but, but, but so it seems it, it, um I'm, I'm sorry i just want to wrap up but it, it just yeah, seems okay. the middle route is just so tough it seems you have to polarize mm-hmm. one way or another nah um I'm with you on that. That's the struggle I am. I'm non-party affiliated. We, we've spoken about this because I'm, I'm sure people are curious. Like, well, where, 
what party y'all belong to. It's like independent. Yeah, so I would say um just throwing this out there, this inkling, that if I was to run for office here in Florida, I would try to go maybe non-party affiliated starting off and see how that plays out and then adjust from there so I can get in. But I would ideally like to run non-party affiliate because that's true to who I am. I like non-party affiliate because you have no constraints and you can be true to who you are. True. The biggest constraint with running through the parties, the, the, the two established parties, is that you have to, one, you have to battle within your party. And if you don't True. win those battles within your party, then it's just like, get out, come again in another four years or, or what have you. Take mm. Bernie Sanders, for instance. Yeah. Bernie Sanders was battling. I admired him. I would love to have a conversation. I, I admired him. He went in, he kicked butt, had a lot of energy. You know, he battled it out, but he didn't get selected as the Democrat nominee. His approach, his ideas are so radical from the rest of the Democratic candidates. He very well had the opportunity. I don't like doing could have would. Yeah. Moving forward, Bernie, run Democratic. Play your little game, get your energy, get your steam. If they don't want you, get your base and keep the show running as an independent. Don't quit. Yeah. But um, I, don't I know. was disappointed on that too. Like, I wish he just ran it independent the whole way through. Same with, uh, with Trump is like, <laughs> and, and I guess he kind of set the strategy for it. It's brilliant. He's like, ha, 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 ha. I took over GOT and then he made it his own thing. But yeah. now I think it's like they're distancing themselves from him. They want their, they want to rebrand themselves from, uh, from Fold 5. And it's like, again, I'm ambivalent with uh, with Trump because there are things that I don't approve of, but there are also characteristics that I admire about him. Yeah. And like, don't let that stop. Don't let that stop the show. Run yeah. independent. If they don't want to play your game, you have the base. You have the resources. Run independent. Yeah. And I think... I wanted to abolish political parties like George Washington. Yeah. But I think having... We know that the two main political parties have an unfair advantage mm-hmm. over the main parties. So perhaps the uh, the federal campaign commissions, we need some policy in place to uplift third parties. And maybe that? I don't know. Just throwing some ideas. Yeah. Once, once we get a third party that's there the whole way, like it's legitimate, I think we're cool. But the thing is, the debates, mm. <clears throat> that's where a lot of that shit goes down, is the debates. They limit the debates. They got to be on corporate, whatever, instead of you can put it on public TV or YouTube at this point now. Um, I know that's the trouble that I think some of the other like libertarians weren't getting like let these people like libertarians it was like green party like let these people actually end those debates all the way through Mm. i think that's a good factor because i think that's how you would get third parties a chance to actually make an impact is 
let them stay in the whole time until the presidential like actual election let them be in all of the big the debates until it wiggles down to three but three. the only thing about third parties is that anyone can be a third party so then yeah. you need some uh how do you say you need some parameters for and i get why it's like yeah well there's a thousand people who, who signed up ran for president must we all give them 15 minutes and in, in the spotlight so you need some parameters to narrow down for who's eligible for the debates I would even argue that you need a, it's public information. Like these networks, these main networks should cover just a third party debate. Then you need some metrics to establish who's the best performing third party candidate in some polls and then have those candidates discuss it out in the spotlight. It may even be more entertaining than watching these uh, cardboard cutout politics. That's a great idea, actually. That's quite brilliant. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, we'll see. I'm really curious to see this election cycle between midterms, governor races, and also um, the presidential race for next. I'll, I really want to see how Joe goes. I want to see what Kamala does. I'm really curious on how this plays out. And then who's who's going to be up for the Republicans? Is it going to be somebody younger or is it going to be some of the old, same old, same old? You know, same thing on the Democratic side as well. Um, I think any day now, four or five is going to uh, make some sort of official announcement that he's running for, for it. But um, I don't know. I, I, I could get his feelings hurt and not get the nominee. And I said, keep it going Republican. But all right. Nah, you and I talked about it. he has he's in a very unique position. I don't necessarily want him to run again. Like I think he did his time keep it moving. But if he was gonna run, this is the time to go independent. Because oh, he, he already got his base. I would for him he should run independent and shake it up a different way. He already shook it up Republican. They're already infighting because you got the like you were saying, the Trump Republicans and then you got the regular GOP and then probably I guess another faction of Republicans is more like traditional, you know, whatever the case. He could be his own, he could truly be his own brand by yeah. running third party. With Kamala, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think Joe would run again. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't think, I don't think they want him to run again. Could Kamala, could she, could she do that? She has, she, she filled the shoes, she is young. You know, and we already talked about the ten years of her regime, so that's still pop. That's still in the air. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, good point. But um, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, because again, I just think it's all scripted, and that's part of the script. But we'll see. We'll, another quick question. I just thought about this, right? So, Kamala Harris is considered Asian. Mm. So that could be something if she was say Joe stepped down and she parlays into the presidency how do you think foreign policy would go considering what's going on right now which is going to segue into our next topic how do you think she would be considering that she's of Asian descent because you know Um, well (laughs) so as we forecasted We'd be getting into some um, 
conflict, uh, friction with China is there. Um, we also mentioned India as well. And I believe that's best that's on the, the schedule. But like she has those nationalities. Mm-hmm. As a figurehead, as a figurehead for diplomacy, sure. I could see that working. I could see mm-hmm. that working real nice. It's a matter of who's her number two. Like mm-hmm. does, I heard that there's a lot of favoritism for him in the Democratic Party. But mm-hmm. I dare say between Kamala and, and the two is not enough experience. Because mm. she has experience as a senator, but not in like Secretary of State or something like that. She would need experience like that. That would have been very helpful for her. Or even being a even being a diplomat, you know, that would have been great. A, a powerful number two, the whole Bush Cheney strategy, like having a powerful number two, like um, I don't know how how that would work. Then I would say the best strategy if you did want to go with that, have a powerful number two VP, and then have also bring um uh, bring Barry back as a consultant. I'm sure he would mind having the, the opportunity to pitch experience without shouldering the responsibility of the White House. That's a good point. And then it made me think of, you said having a powerful uh, number two and then the figurehead. That's like how most countries run, mm. where you had the president and the prime minister. The prime minister is actually the powerful position. The president is just the figurehead. That's it. So, and it's in reverse for the U.S., which is interesting. So, um, I yeah, I mean, um, it could go any way. Mm-hmm. But again, as 2024 reaches, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more celebrities uh, joining. Yeah, joining, joining the run, joining the ticket, the Rock DeSantis ticket. <laughs> Jay Z and Michelle Obama. <laughs> you know, I would like to see that. That would be interesting. It really would be. We um, we mentioned we're going to segue into the foreign policy. Yes. uh, So you you asked why do what why do well why do you think China is doing live fire drills over Taiwan? How will Pelosi's visit impact the American people? And you were very I gotta give you credit because we talked about this last week and I was kind of like yeah whatever. And then now I'm seeing how it's kind of escalating a little bit. I'm like, really? And I'm like, uh, live fire drills, obviously it's a sure force. We know this being prior military. Uh, you're going to do that to show that you're ready, you know. Um, mm, state of readiness, I got it. Yeah, so that that doesn't surprise me. I sprinkle in a psych op as well. Absolutely. Because my understanding, they have the entire... Ooh, would you say Taiwan's a bit bigger than Manhattan? Yeah, I think so. Something like and that. And it's like they have this, they have the whole island surrounded and they're exploding ordinances on 360 degrees. So if you're living there, you're not only seeing these rockets go around nonstop. So psychologically, that's got it. Yeah, my my homegirl, shout out to her, was kind of, I saw her kind of complaining. Peace. Yeah, she's good, though, from what I can see. But I saw her complaining on IG about what's going on. Um, 
I haven't had time to really talk to her because we've been busy, but um, so far she seems to be good, family's good and everything. Cause she talks about the live drills and stuff all the time. They always have like the emergency alert shit. The yeah. alarms I imagine, yeah. the air raids and what happened. Yeah. So, it's not uncommon in Taiwan. Yeah. Oh, I used to hate They're that. Done yeah. <laughs> um, how will it impact the American people, Pelosi's move? Well, I, I think I had heard in one of the reports that she has uh, interest in semiconductors and stuff like that. So, it's kind of like a corporate visit, too, for her. For um, it could also be American interest for the semiconductors as like uh, there's a shortage of it, the chip shortage and, and whatnot. And it's like, you, the result of it is like, yay, now we have, strategically it does not make sense. No. Geographically, you look on the map. We want to do business with a country that's next to a very powerful country, very close to a very powerful country that perceives the country we want to do business as with as a part of its own. Yeah. That mentioned that military retaliation would be, is, yo, if you come there, we're gonna do that. They told you straight up and they did it. So, but this is just the beginning. My understanding, <laughs> this can impact it's, uh, it has already impacted the iPhone production. You don't care if you're an Android user. <laughs> for, for us, for us iPhone, iPhoneers, <laughs> this is a crisis. <laughs> I have an iPhone for work. That's it. And I guess it's an older one, so. But still, it's... Upcycle. Upcycle. It's forecasting and we all for upcycling. But we can only do so much upcycling until we reach obsolescence. And yeah, do I forecast this? Everything. I'm gonna look at this little solar light sitting here, and I'm gonna take a guess. It's made in China. Could be Taiwan though. Yeah, see if I find something. But uh, yeah, I ain't, I'm not saying it. But anyways, we get so much stuff from China, and if this impacts trade relations, oh man, like. Maybe people are not are not gonna realize it right away, but they're going to see like we're not built for that. We're not built for, for all the manufacturing demands. We don't have the we don't have all the raw materials that we do, but we didn't start it would take us years to start getting it production ready to make batteries and, and all those things of, of that nature. And you're talking about we wanna go green, we wanna go green, but we get a lot of that green uh, material from China. So I don't know, bro. I, this is a question I also have. Why are we not manufacturing chips? Why is it they can? Can we? Like, can we manufacture the chips here that we need? It, as I mentioned, just with the, the, the silicon batteries, the yeah. um, silicon batteries, <laughs> with the lithium batteries and, and things of that nature, getting everything production ready. Do we have the resources? Absolutely. But we gotta frack the earth. We gotta dig it up. We gotta process it and then get everything. Against that. <laughs> to say that one more time? Against that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, it, it is what it is. But to answer your question, yeah, we can do all that, but not to make our immediate demand. China must have thought about that decades in advance. Like, hey, 
maybe these silicon chips are really on something and they have the infrastructure in place and we we depended on a lot of these these places for we we depend on <laughs> this was hilarious i suppose we can segue into our next segment with this yeah we depend on so many nations for critical things but we have bad relations with them <laughs> but we have good relations with countries who don't do anything for us so our next segment NATO, NATO expansion. expansion, like my thought when I see it is to counteract what Russia and China is doing. Hmm. They're trying to do the same thing on the European side. Why grab more allies while they're still our allies, so to speak, mm-hmm. and try to lock all that in now. And also those allies, though, also was it like Finland, Sweden? All of them are joining EU, NATO, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Right? They're joining too because they're looking at Ukraine like, ooh, you know what? We might want that protection though. So here's how I view it, right? Okay. This is how I'm looking at it. We, let's look at Europe geographically, the Western Europe. Okay. Again, we could, if we had to sum it up, we could say they're about a little smaller than the East Coast. Yeah, I think it could fit in Texas, right? Or like the Southeast? Maybe. Something like that. So just keep that in mind. And they're our bestest buddies, and they're our pals, and we'll ride or die, and we'll fight, and we'll give them aid and all that good stuff. But within that little chunk of land, where's the lithium mine that we need? Where's the oil that we need? At the research. Where's, where's, <laughs> all, where's all these resources that we need? Granted, a, a, a huge chunk of food comes from Ukraine, you know, but all these France and all these, all these Western European countries, like, what do you got to offer? Why are, why are the American people are going to risk their lives? America, who funds 70% of NATO, why are we going to fund a, 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 your protection? I see it as, it's like, you got a group of people, you don't got nothing, right? You got a group of people who don't got nothing. They're like, yo, we'll join forces with a with a powerful with a powerful entity, the United States, mm-hmm. to help the United States fight a powerful adversary who has something to offer. If the United States and Russia meet in military conflict, and the United States wins with the help of those are our allies who offer so much assistance. The lines of Europe will be redrawn subsequently mm-hmm. the treaty. Mm. Okay. Just how the Balkans mm-hmm. post-World War II, that line got pushed. Russia absorbed the Balkans. They absorbed, uh, they absorbed many different states. Lines got redrawn. And I yeah. dare say if NATO really means 70% of the United States forces. 70% of the United States funding and whatnot. They do the dirty work. Those lines will get redrawn. Europe will be expanded that way. And for them, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And I was wondering too, I haven't heard of what they're going to do with Turkey. Turkey, I could see... Turkey has potential. 
They've been you freezing them out. Speak more on the potential of Turkey. Nah, they've been freezing them out of the EU. They've been trying to get into the EU, but now they're kind of in no man's land in a sense because you got Russia and China doing their thing. They're in the middle. Then you got Europe expanding around them. And they're looking at all these people getting in, getting in the, in the club, the membership club. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we got something to offer. We got natural gas. We got um, access, you know what I'm saying, to Russia and China easily, geographically. Um, we got ports that are very important in Turkey. So I was kind of curious on that front. So I got to do some research on that. And historically, they've, um, they've aided the United States and military defense like isn't that where uh kennedy parked or allegedly he said he had uh he had nukes there i think but so Maybe. i want to say there is a prp base there's a tactical nuke base in in turkey so you would think we would strengthen relations well it's more the eu we're i think we're good with turkey it's the eu nato part so. but it's, like, it's almost like to say like yo yeah they're cool enough for America to do business with. Like, America trusts that nation to host tactical nuclear warheads. Like, maybe, they're, maybe they could be they're, they're, they're credible enough to be friends. Oh. So you bring this up. So I, I'm going to jump in where you were talking about redrawing European lines and all that. If we were to go into conflict and defeat Russia. Well, I also looked at it for the U.S. since we're funding 70 percent right we would get more access to do more damage by using those other countries that are joining the eu mm-hmm. that we don't You're have access about bases to. and deploying military uh, equipment yep. and personnel yes i see that makes sense it's strategical yeah. advantage for the united states should they want to enter into conflict with uh you know with russia Notwithstanding, again, why do we want to go into conflict with Russia again? I can see, okay, I see beefing up Alaska. Oh yeah, let's beef up Alaska because that's a Russian, Russia's uh, Russia's over there, Alaska's over here, you know? I I see beefing up Alaska, but like, why do we care about there again? So, <laughs> you know how I feel about this, right? I've been saying they just want to be a part of the EU and the G, was it G8? They just want to be a part of this stuff. That's that's Russia's biggest beef the whole time. They just want to be a part of all this stuff. That's I think it. they don't, I, not anymore. I think they've grown no, not that. Anymore. They want their own thing. They'd be like, yeah. oh, you don't want to play? You want to play? Then we make our own game. And they join forces with China and they're making their own game. It's all a matter of is because we think Saudi is our friend, but like I think they're flirting with the idea of joining forces with China. So, then what? Yeah, that's getting spicy because it's already we already talked about Israel, what they're doing. What's up, Miss Coco Brown on IG? Peace, peace, blessing, blessing. Thank you, Cali, Cali, represent. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I really feel like this shit is simpler. But you bring you bring up a great point in the sense that 
it's too late now they're dug in they're like all right you froze us out we're doing our own currency we're doing this we're going to maneuver now because you've shown us who you are we tried to work something out and yeah i don't know and season one i was talking about this shit season two i was talking about this shit I'm so frustrated because I'm watching this shit play out. We could have been ahead of the curve before the blip and post blip. We are where we are right now. I mean, uh, we're gonna see how it how it unfolds. Yeah. But um, I don't know what else we got up on the on the radar. That was really it. Man, we ran through that. Yeah. Oh, how do you feel about the Brittany Griner thing? She got what nine years? Uh, WNBA players held yeah, in, Russia. in Russia, but what did she do? She had like 0.7 THC CBD oil or something, what? and they slammed her for drugs, basically. But weed? Yeah, and then you, you see. You already know how I feel about that. She should be home already, man. Raw administration should be home already. Like weed is a plant. You're talking about heroin, you're talking about cocaine, you're talking about like those, 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 God, those, those freaking uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Like, that's a different story. But for weed? Nine yeah. years for weed? Um, yeah, that's un- that's unacceptable. If she's an American citizen, like, fight for her. What they're trying to do, the uh, negotiation, give them people, we get, you know, we always got political prisoners and spies. It's, it's like, yo, we have this, uh, we, we'll give you your Russian spy who, like, you know, killed mad people and whatever the heck in exchange for a weed crime. What? We'll, we'll, hold on, let's find a, let's find a Russian spy that was jaywalking and then we'll, we'll, we'll trade, uh, we'll trade you, like. Yeah, but. That is. But what, you, what can I expect in, in the same nation that has millions of people locked up for, for similar crimes? So what, what can I expect? The international diplomacy to negotiate on behalf of a person for a weed crime when we got millions of people locked up here for weed? What do you expect? It's still the same. Very true. Uh, it's sad. Caution to all you uh, American upgraders. When you travel abroad, watch what you bring. Period. Like, don't bring shit. And if you, you stop travel. in Amsterdam, make sure you brush the crumbs off because that stuff is sticky. But yeah, you don't want to um, cross borders internationally uh, with that stuff. You don't even want to go state to state. You can buy weed legally in Colorado, which borders Texas, and then you can drive to Texas and they'll lock your butt up yeah. for what you purchase illegally. You know, and it's it's weird. I think internationally, legalize the stuff, regulate the stuff, get your taxes, and upgrade the world. Well, I'm with that. Uh, anything else? I'm ready for football season. Shout out to Jones High School in Orlando. You know, they yes. had a great season last year. They got to the playoffs pretty deep um, in football. I'm ready for college football, NFL. I, I'll see that later. But... Um, college football starts at the end of this one, so I'm really excited. My team, Clemson Tigers, see what they do this year. Hate the head coach; he's fucking annoying and racist, but he gets results, huh? You shouldn't hate, but then well, okay, I don't hate. I dislike him strongly. <laughs> I have a disdain for him, 
but he does get results, so I gotta be fair. Um, as well as a compromise, you saying? Yeah, you know, of course. Um, what do you what what do you got on your radar? What's going on with you? Man, so many things are on, on my radar. Um, Skyward thing is still going great. It looks cool though. What oh, I say? It's gotten bigger since you've seen it last. I want to do some experimentation with uh, used solar panels. So mm-hmm. my understanding, solar panels can be good for a century. Oh. But at the same time, they can lose 20% of their power in five years. But so that's kind of like batteries. Like, yes, right? same thing, precisely. People consider batteries end of life when you can only charge them to 80%. So many corporations, they get rid of solar panels, powerful solar panels, that can only get uh, 80% of that power. That's still pretty good. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's a B, uh... That's a B on an exam. So, is it a B or a C? Well, I don't know. They um, changed. 70, is it 70, I believe 79 is, is a C plus. And then a B, I'm sorry, a B is an A. Maybe. And an a to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah. I made it on a roll a couple of times, but that's what I used to hang out with. <laughs> the C plus, C plus range. But anyways, yeah, so I'll experiment with, the, with those and, you know, just to stack this whole Skyward thing. I could rant about that, but one fun thing I want to disclose is that with the solar game, mm-hmm. one square meter gets 150 watts, and that's supposed to be the return. With the whole Skyward initiative, I'm calling it the raw ray, meaning like building mm-hmm. in a pyramid. Okay, I see. I'm able to increase the, the power by over 200% and get 460 watts per square meter because where the average solar panel is leveraging mm-hmm. just square meters we're leveraging cubed space which is a whole nother dimension the vertical dimension and getting 400 i'm sorry yeah 464 volts so okay. why that's important for think about urban space where you don't have a lot of space but you still want to harness some of that energy where you could only lay down one and get 150 watts, now someone can can put something down like that and get 200% more and scale the same technology in mm-hmm. great America. But yeah, fascinating times. I, I hope yeah. everyone out there that's chasing their dreams, doing what they love, being kind, being high vibration, you know, uh, time is precious and we all blessed to have, have a bit of it. So, yeah. Live it up. That's so it. I got that. That's all I got to. I'm ready. I'm out of here. I'm ready. Peace. 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 Catch y'all in the next one.